Let me get my shit right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We bike. Oh, man, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Art and BS Podcast. The podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. I am your host from the West Coast, James Gerald's. We're recording, y'all. Fresno, California. You know what's happening. Housekeeping. Let's get it. Shout out to the listeners on Apple. Cats over on Spotify holding us down. Man, I feel the love. Three niggas on Google. Stay strong. Listeners on the web. What's really happening? Man, y'all back. First time listeners. Pull up a seat. Pull your socks up while you at it. Entrepreneurs, keep that schedule filled. Nine to fivers, keep the AirPods in so your boss don't trip. Man, you know the vibes. We here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 43. And you chilling here with me. Mmm. Quick little shout outs. Uh, shout outs to the Vatican Custom Framery. If you guys are in the market for some high quality frames for your artwork, hit up thebatican.com or you can check them out on Instagram at thebatican. Uh, yeah, man. Get you some, you know, I rock with the. Uh, with the with the K scenes, I really y'all know I rock with them. But I came up, you know what I'm saying, or a few cassettes. Man, we got to do better. If you knew better, you would do better. <laughs> so yeah, they, I mean, Nigel got them uh, them tondos over there. He got them them Flemish corner joints. Mmm, that's levels. And then if you really feeling froggy. Tabern, man, the Tabernacles, Tabernacle, y'all, Tabernacle, y'all, church, shout outs to the Vatican, and they also have the uh, artifacts, ACM uh, panels, they have uh, linen primed, uh, they have oil primed, uh, these are all aluminum composite material, by the way, and then I believe he has the copper joints, yeah, so... Fucking, oh yeah, shout outs to Tioga Sequoia for, um, you know, shooting us some beer, which I haven't picked up yet, but you know what I'm saying, they are joining us on the journey, and uh, yeah, man, they holding us down. Fuck, it's episode 43, we've been doing this shit for a minute, I try to stay consistent while I'm up in it, doing it for a minute, staying consistent while I'm up in it. <laughs> mm. Okay, you guys. It's February, tail end of the month. So, you know, um, we've been hitting you guys with a bunch of episodes. We had fucking, I mean, I think the last six we had guests. We had everybody from Carrie Taves. Then we had Style rolled through from the Lords, Tits, or wait, no, Lords and Creatures and all the mother crews and shit. Uh, Shouts to Style. And then we had... Um, Shore and Chris, I believe, shout outs to those dudes. And then um, DJ Monte Carlo, shout outs. Um, Marco Tovar, what's happening? That was a cool one. That 10 type, man, that shit was flex hard. And then um, the homie, Justin McAleese, that shit was dope. So, yeah, we've been hitting y'all, slapping y'all with the content 
from the continent, you know? But yeah, so a lot of those episodes, I just been stacking them, everybody, and hitting y'all. So now we're kind of caught up um, and we're, you know, we're recording again this week so I can give you guys what's been going down, what um, we are doing as I move forward in this artistic and bullshittish journey. So it's Black History Month, Art Hop. That shit was crazy. Um, we recorded the episode with Justin that day, and he came in, folks. My studio, it was like fucking Hurricane Irene hit that bitch. I mean, stuff was everywhere. I didn't have anything up, and uh, shit was fucking. It was fucking madness, total and utter pure madness. But we got it together. I decided to do an installation this month because normally, you know, I might flip a portrait. I might, you know, won't, won't, won't hit them with the boom, boom, boom. But then, you know, it, it came to me. I said, James, you, you can flip some other shit and then it still fucking uh, hold that same impact. And that's kind of what I was going for this year because um yeah i mean just with everything that's been popping with the climate i wanted to use my brain to make motherfuckers think instead of just serving them a fully cooked meal um in the form of like portraiture because yeah i mean it's you and you know what's interesting is i talked to my mom about it and i was like yo mom you know i flipped this shit woo woo and then i asked her i said is it like is as a black person is it my job to educate people on black history and stuff like that because you know it's my people like if you motherfuckers want to know you could go and do your research. Just like if you wanted to learn about, you know, the significance behind Mexican Independence Day, you fucking, you're going to do your research on Cinco de Mayo. If you want to learn the significance of, about uh, Dia de los Muertos, you would do, you know, your research on those things. So my mom says to me, she says, um, <laughs> she says, it's your responsibility. Shout outs to mom. So, you know, um, with that being my responsibility, I, I took the 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 wheel and wanted to fucking steer this bitch over in, into a different area. And I'd never done an installation up until this point. You know, I've seen a lot of my friends do them and, and really have been, you know, I, I, I fuck with it and I, I always wonder, like, how would I go about doing this shit? So, you know, boom, we're here and, um, yeah, man, bunch of research and I, I fucking, if you guys want to check it out, it's on my Instagram page. It's one of the posts I have wrote an artist statement out and, you know, essentially want to introduce black people you should know to, uh, the world, you know, and, there are a lot of different people on there that I feel like definitely deserve uh, research. And yeah, man, real good fucking people on the um, on the list. So that shit was dope. Um, it, I got a pretty good response, I would say, from um, the crowd for our hop night. That was tight better than I expected, so, you know, it's either less than you expected, uh, you get exactly what you expect, or you get more than you expected, and that was, you know, that shit was cool, sold the painting, so that was kind of tight, uh, yeah, man, it was fucking, it was a pretty cool art hop, um, 
yeah, so shout out to everybody who came out. Shout outs to the patrons, the art lovers, and all that good stuff. Because we couldn't do it without you. Talk about new music. So, oh yeah, R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Fuck. Woo. Yeah. Man. Pop Smoke. Uh, it sucks because, man, where it's like we're dying at an alarming rate and these, these young men are talented individuals and um, fuck, man, it's just, it's really fucked up to hear, because I just got into him, um, recently, and was like, okay, this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying, when he said, pull up the Addy, or wait, what do you say, uh, <laughs> send the Addy, we gonna slide and air the place out, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> he's, dude's name is Pop Smoke for a reason, <laughs> that's what's up. So yeah, R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Um, our prayers are with the family. Yeah, stop this violence, man. This fucking bullshit. You know, man, we we killing each other on some fucking dumb shit. These motherfuckers ki killing us on some dumb shit. And uh, we can all be successful, man, and still live long, healthy, productive lives. So what else have I been bumping? Ooh, oh yeah, uh, that Boldy James, uh, the price of tea in China. Boldy James and Alchemist put out a product, um, whole album, pretty good. I like it a lot. I've been bumping it probably at least once or twice a day. Um, still on my Griselda playlist, constantly just fucking shuffling through all their shit. Rock Marciano, still on that shit. Um, I think the God Fahim, he had dropped some shit, and I haven't talked about that. That was kind of cool. Makami has two um, two songs on there, or two verses on that joint. But, yeah, I don't know. I, that Boldy James shit is really fucking, that's the shit I've been bumping hella fucking crazy. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about anything else as far as Art Hop before we fucking move on. That I wanted to talk about. Um, shit. Um, yeah, fuck. I don't know. Let's see. One second. Alright, so, um, I think that's about it as far as art hop. Um, so, da, 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 da. yeah, okay, so I guess we will talk about what I've been reading lately. Um, fucking, how can we say, oh, okay, so yeah, so I wanted to get some art books. I'm trying to figure out how to tell you guys this story in the proper way. I wanted to get some art books. There were two books that I had been looking at, um, and, you know, because I, I had been painting a bunch of landscapes. You guys know I was I was hard on the still still lifes for a second, and then I switched it up, and I I kind of was like, yo, took a suggestion from the homie, paint some landscapes. So we start busting them out, and I'm getting them, you know, more fucking stacked up in my portfolio. A lot of them are moving, but we're still holding on to the picture, so that's tight. So I was I've been looking at this book by Ken Salaz called Landscapes in Oil, a contemporary guide to realistic painting in the classical tradition. Um, and this, it's a pretty cool book as far as landscape painting goes. I've read, I would say I'm like half, almost halfway through. 
um, let's see what fucking point am I at? So one thing that I had had noticed, because there's like a bunch of tight ass uh, fucking landscape painters in here, and um, I'm on the chapter uh, in. Let's see. Okay, so we got through all that shit. We're on chapter five now. Uh, it's the, the chapter on color. So I painting. I've been painting, you know, solo style, doing a bunch of landscapes. I went out. Oh, I did go out and paint with Norberto and Danny. That shit was kind of tight. Um, so we painted. the. There was a mosque that's in Fresno. It's about Fresno State. We went out one day, I think last week, and we painted that plane there. So that was tight. Uh, and then, you know, outside of that, just the normal studio practice and, and things of that nature. But the point we're kind of getting off track because I was talking about the book. So being on the chapter in color, one thing that I have noticed so far in reading this book is, okay, so not only, because, you know, <laughs> okay. Looking at this book, I'm learning things and we'll talk about like value. Let's just talk about value for a second. So in composing a landscape, I hadn't really thought about the fact that there's going to be, it. there's a value scale that we're always dealing with. And I'm going to, if you guys are art lovers, I apologize if you guys, because I'm going to like really geek out and get like all super nerdy for a second. And um, if you guys are artists, then you may appreciate this little next segment and some of the things I've learned in reading this landscapes and oil book. <clears throat> so essentially the, we have this value scale and what the value scale is. Okay. I shouldn't, I'm not going to explain that. So, <laughs> well, okay. If you didn't know, then I, I guess I should explain. So the value scale is essentially picture. Uh, there's like the, how could the easiest way to fucking explain shit? Okay, so in nature, there's value. In paint, there's value. A value scale is essentially like the dark to light without color. So like the darkest color would be black and the lightest color would be like brilliant white, like white, pure white. Okay, so picture grays in between that. So, you know, you would get like darker grays toward the bottom, lighter grays toward the top. Well, in essence, these can be turned into any direction of chroma. They can be, uh, and when I say chroma, like color intensity. So like no matter where on the color wheel that you point, you can look and it's like, oh, well, it's going over here. And then like the value is going to increase or decrease based on um like if you have a sphere, right? So like lower values are going to be um, like in the cast shadow or like where the terminator line is. And the terminator line is where light stops affecting the surface and shadow begins. So those are going to be lower on the scale. And then like your midtones, your halftones, your um, specular reflection, like the the lightest point on the fucking, the dot on the... Um, on like the rim of the glass or, you know, that type of shit. Those are all the highest values. So I'm kind of trying to get the people who don't know up to speed. And then the artist people are like, James, you could have just explained that way easier. But anyway, so in dealing with landscapes, one thing that I never really considered was the fact that 
Okay, so we know about the rule of thirds. We know that, like, you're separating, you know, the surface into thirds. And we know that we have a background, a mid-ground, and a foreground. Like we, okay, we know that. Shout out to niggas in the block beeping their horn. Um, We know that you have those. But, so if the sky is, like, the background, right? And then, like, you have, like, some trees or, like, some, like, a lake or, or whatever. Or, you know, people that's the mid-ground and then you have, like, a foreground. There's the values that are compressed in the sky are always going to be, like, the highest in the value range. And then the mid so. <sighs> Okay, how can I? Because I'm kind of getting getting ahead of myself. So if you picture you have a value scale that's like 10, right? So there's 10 different boxes. Number one, the first box is like white and then it goes like darker gray, darker gray. And then number 10 is fucking um, black. So you have the you have the value scale and then you have like this landscape or whatever. So the sky is going to be like that's only going to be in a value range of one to three. Maybe it might even stay in like one to two. And then the mid, the, the, like the mid ground, like is going to be a, like that's going to have a, a larger value range. Um, and then like the foreground has the largest value range from like darkest to lightest. And it's not going to have, it's not going to, and when I say value range folks, I mean the amount of different values that are in that given area of your painting, right? So if you are like painting a sky, that sky is going to be way lighter than the rocks that are, you know, at the, you know, the foot of your panel of your painting, which may be the focal point, but those are going to have like a, uh, like deeper darks. And why is that? That's a good question. <laughs> oh man, I spent like eight minutes on value ranges. Okay, so, <laughs> so, you know, this is something that I've I've kind of now now taking that information, painting a landscape. I'm sort of thinking about those things like, oh, these these values in my sky are compressed, and then and also the thing is is like. The, the the range also from like the horizon line on up as it gets closer to the horizon line you have tighter values a tighter value range and then like when you get away from the horizon line you have a looser value range and um you know also the reason you're like James why the fuck a do I care <laughs> and B, why is the sky the light? Like, why is this value range in the sky so high? And the reason is, is because that's the area where the light is bouncing around the most. Like up there, beam, me, 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 lights fucking just bow, 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 just bouncing all around up in that bitch. So that's why it's the highest up on the value scale. So if you can kind of keep that in mind when you're uh, making your pictures or, you know, you're creating images of landscapes or architecture or whatever you're doing, then that, you know, that may be an added feather in your cap. Okay. That was a segment and a half, wasn't it? Okay. 
Do I want to talk about anything else about uh, what I learned from the book so far? What else did I learn? Um, we'll get to that later. Yeah, great book, though. If you guys want to pick up a, a cool landscape book, um, there was that, you know, I was talking to, to Jody Thompson about it, and he told me there's this, fuck, there's a book that's like the Landscape Painter's Bible, and I forgot what that was, but we'll, I'll make mention of it on another episode. Okay, um, so, I'm trying to think what other parts of this book do I want to talk about? Yeah, we'll kind of... We're we're about twenty minutes in. I feel like I beat you guys over the head with landscape painting, so we're gonna or with this book, and then so we'll move forward to the other book that I picked up, which was um, the Art of Still Life painting by Todd M. Casey. Great fucking book. Now I I've picked it up, got it skim through it but because I'm on the still the the landscape vibe right now I'm not diving into this but I'm gonna tell you guys this book oh my god I strongly recommend this book if you are trying to get into still life painting this shit got everything in it like Todd and Casey and here and you know what's crazy is because I think he did like a Kickstarter or something like that for the book. And then it was like, um, it was pushed back. And I was like, damn, dude, you're pushing your book back. And it was pushed back like four or six months or something. I was like, damn, that shit's crazy. You know, that's a crazy pushback. But, I mean, this thing has everything in it from the importance of like drawing bargs to cast drawing to foreshortened drawings uh, what else really stuck out to me? Just how all the shapes transfer in different still life settings, like basic shapes, um, how to read a paint label properly. Um, I mean, like what brushes you want to use properly setting up your studio, the importance of compositional drawing, just all types of shit. And I'm just flipping through like, oh, 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 this shit's fucking, oh, man, let me, you know what I'm saying? I'm really trying to fucking get in this shit because, yeah, man, it was really, it was exciting to read it. But also I know that, you know, I have this um, show coming up, so I'm focusing on landscapes. And that's uh, fucking, damn, what's the show? First Thursday, Root General. Fresno, California, downtown on Fulton or something like that. Shout outs to the good people over at Root General for giving me a shot. Um, yeah, to do a, a solo show, which this should be fun. And it's going to be, you know, all um, cityscapes. So I've been working on that. And um, yeah, it's it's been an adventure. Yesterday, I went out with Nigel. Shout outs to Nigel, man. That was some good shit. Now, a little bit of context. You know, I always tell you guys, Nigel, you know what I'm saying? Great guy. Always laces me with the game. And this is true. However, Nigel is full-time running the Batakin Custom Frame. I mean, like, this guy is, like, full-on neck deep in frames. So he doesn't really get, you know, a lot of time to paint, so I'll see him. Nigel will come through for Art Hop. He comes by every month and, you know, he'll check out my work and, you know, give me fucking pointers and shit like that. So I uh, 
I hit him up yesterday and was like, yo, like, and what's crazy is I hit Vicken up and then I hit, I hit Vicken up, James Martin up and I hit Nigel up. And then Nigel was like, well, yeah, I want to paint, but I don't feel like dealing with nature. And then, so it went from, I was supposed to send Vicken, I'm so sorry. We were supposed to go out because he, Vicken was trying to paint some industrial shit. Nigel's like, hey, just come to my house and I'm going to fucking bust some shit down and we can set shit up. And then um, it, we ended up going out into the field painting um, Mount Campbell. And uh, Thomas Moore and Mountain's over there too, but like Mount Campbell was the subject of uh, yesterday's mission. Mm. So what I learned, it's time to share. Because sharing is caring. And knowing is half the battle. So what I learned is uh, not only A, can you really... I, I, I understand limited palettes, but to see a motherfucker slide through with a limited palette and really just kill that shit, that was really... That shit was amazing to me. Um, super meticulous as far as, like, compositional drawing... Uh, you know, busted out the, the little thumbnail ahead of time on some cardboard, on some hood shit. And that's the thing about Nigel is like, <laughs> it was just busted out. So, <laughs> busted out the thumbnail. So, I, I saw, I was like, okay, usually when I'm playing their painting, I never do a thumbnail drawing. So, next time and moving forward, I'll start to do little compositions. And then that way, um, I can reinforce that. Um, also... You know, people do different things in different ways. I, I, I saw a person who did their first, like, a direct method of painting, right? And we'll get to that in a second. But the initial composition was done with a, like, a purple um, area, you know, of the color wheel. So, I was like, oh, shit. You know, usually motherfuckers will use, like, a, a, a sienna or like a fucking um, a umber or something like that. But this cat was using, he just flipped it with the purple and then just went in and that shit was fucking dope. And then also that direct method of painting because it's so meticulous, you know, um, and everything is simplified that you, you don't really have to do an underpainting and try to work over everything, which is something, you know, I saw and I'm like, oh, okay, this is that, this is a, a cool way to go about making a picture and also little ways to step up my post shade box like putting a, a I need a clip I need to do a little screw with uh, a thing so I can hang my uh, my mineral spirit container off of the side and then um, I need to get some um, we call those things the cups for your mediums and, and screw that bitch in my post shade box too because that was some some fucking dope shit. Oh! One thing, I'll tell you the fucking shit that I took away. I never fucking saw this shit. And, um, that was a chromatic white. It had to make a chromatic white. You guys want me to talk about it? Or are you bored because I did the value rant? Okay, I'm going to talk about it. Chromatic white. So, Essentially, um, you're taking, uh, I believe it was like, because I know there's like, you know, with yellows, you have 
Um, it was like you have lemon, which cadmium lemon, which leans toward green. You have he was using chromatic yellow, but you can also I use um, what the fuck kind of other yellow do I use? Cadmium yellow pale, I think, and that leans towards the orange red part of the wheel, right? So green cadmium lemon leans towards green cadmium. Uh, yellow leans towards like orange and then so that like just that it was a dab of that a dab of that a dab of fucking um ochre um what else was on it it i believe the blues it was like um cerulean ultramarine there may have been some red oxide some transparent red oxide in there and it was just like the smallest amount and fucking dude took a bunch of white and made this chromatic white. And it was, the shit was fucking dope, man. I it definitely, um, it's some shit that I'm going to start using in my paintings. And then also, um, you know, you can always, if you really, you can learn from everybody. But when you are around somebody who has done the shit and it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to learn. Sometimes you got to really just key in and see all the fucking shit that they're doing, how they set up shit and really pay attention, how they mix shit. If you can, you know, really get that. And then that way you can take it and apply it to your own practice. We were out there for about three hours, two and a half hours. So it was cool. You know, I definitely want to go out and um, paint Mount Campbell. Um, Again, sometimes maybe maybe Thomas Moran or, you know, do some drawings of some cows or something like that. Because I think that would kind of be fun. Um, but yeah, plain air versus studio painting. I've kind of talked about this before. So we are, I'm not going to go too much into it. But um, yeah, plain air is one of those things where you have to figure out what time you want to make the painting appear at. You know, and if you don't have that already locked in and that decision made at some point during your painting then you're going to be fighting the elements and you're going to be changing up your lighting all the fucking time because you're wanting it to be one specific condition and the conditions are always changing so that's something that you know i like to really just say again um and also, one thing that I found was cool is just, you know, going out to the foothills, when you got these tall little mountains, like baby mountains, you know, the the you get these really robust, juicy clouds, man. And it's like, and it's, they fucking come in droves. It's not like you just get one or two. These motherfuckers are just, they're popping. So, I think that's a really good area to go out and do um, studies, you know, for, of clouds in because these these clouds are real juicy out there. But yeah, man, <clears throat> fuck, it's been you know it's been it's been a mission doing this shit, but we're painting because we love it, and um, yeah, this is I would encourage everybody to get out, paint or draw outdoors if you can. Uh, just you know, observe that beauty of nature, man. That shit's fucking, it's wild. It's always changing. You know, they say the only thing in life that's constant is change. I'm gonna let that sink in.
So, yeah, man. I think that's about it. Art Hop next week. We still got Teespring shits popping. You want the hoodies. You know what I'm saying? You want your fucking crew next. We got all that stuff going. Uh, book is gone. About to do the third release of that. So, yeah. Uh, you guys still here? Still fucking with me? Please subscribe. Hit that five star rating. Yeah, I'm begging in style. Right now. You, gotta, you gotta beg at the end of the podcast. Not the beginning. Um... So yeah, and with that, you could be anywhere on the internet, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Catch us again next week, same BS time, same BS channel. I'm your host from the West Coast, James Geralds. Once again, this is some shit I just thought of y'all, scientific fiction that's not admissible in the court of law. I'm out of here like Vladimir, James Geralds over and out. Peace. Oh, yeah, one more thing. And we're back. Okay, so I had to add this real quick to the tail end of the episode. Uh, when I talked about music, I forgot a project from one of my brothers, from another mother, Grey Granite. He just put out a new project. The shit is fucking slamming, you guys. I've listened to the song Money Grab probably seven or eight times so far. And, uh, yeah, man, congratulations, Grey Granite. On the uh, project, man. If you guys have local streaming platforms that you listen to this podcast on, go ahead, check out my dude, uh, the homie. You know what I'm saying? My bro, bro, Gray Granite. Yeah, man, that money grab joint, though. That's, that's my joint. Yeah. So I had to come back, give that shot out. And uh, with that, man, we out. Y'all look it up.